to music sucks and i want to die it's me matt and i got jake the oogie boogie man here with me today you ain't going nowhere he's wearing a shirt that's the joke but and also it's not an oogie boogie shirt i know so it's, it's not, like but what i didn't the fuck are you talking about you i'm wearing a jack skellington shirt it's halloween except it, it won't be when this episode is posted and also it's not halloween now so it's, it's getting like... close though <laughs> anyway what are we talking about today <laughs> Well, today I think we're talking about the ways in which music has been listened to throughout history and how it's affected, how it's been made. Exactly. Different formats of music that's been produced. Yep. So we're going to be focusing on the the big five of the last hundred years. That's going to be vinyl, tape, CD, downloading music, and streaming music. Yeah. Who's ready? Shit to say about that. So, starting with the OG vinyl. Mm -hmm. So. Some early exceptions aside, this is probably the first format that was popular that you could go and buy albums and bring them home and listen to them whenever you wanted. Yeah. There were some, uh, obviously there were some predecessors, but none of them really caught on Mm -hmm. as hard as the vinyl did. Yep. Before that, it was radio and you were pretty much subject to whatever they were playing. Which I'm sure is really good all the time. (sighs) I love Glenn Miller, dude. But now you can make your own choices, and you could put on that uh, Paul Whiteman orchestra that you love so much instead. Uh, but yeah, the other upside of the vinyl is now that we can put we can put more music onto a format. It's not just going to be a single, not going to be four minutes. You can put, oh, I don't know, 40 minutes even. Oh, yeah. Or you could do a double vinyl. Whoa. Yeah. And thus, prog rock reigns supreme. <laughs> Isn't there like some six vinyl album now? God, I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Deer Hunter. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Um, Another thing to point out in vinyl, this obviously wasn't relevant at the time, but compared to today, the sound quality is much, much different. Yeah, so early vinyl was recorded with a different process. Like the, the way like machines actually grooved in the audio like that obviously evolved over the what i think the first vinyl was like 1903 or some stupid shit so obviously machinery got more advanced over time and the grooving became more nuanced Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. ways that was read became more nuanced needles became more refined or whatever so yeah audio quality has changed a lot you hear a lot of weird high-end shit in the old vinyl yeah you do i mean i think just in general though comparing it to say a track being made today digital or on vinyl um, it's just that constant debate that the hipsters have where it's just so much warmer on vinyl, which it is, though, yeah, I it, mean, just because of the quality of how they, you know, yeah, translated I mean, the music too. Imperfections are pretty well known as creating mm-hmm. warmth. Well, the imperfections, the pop, also there's just like the frequencies that are able to be produced yeah. on vinyl are a lot different than digital. Yeah. Um, so it definitely gives music produced in that time a specific sound. Yes. Now... Whether that's a good or bad thing is sort of up to the listener, I guess, because yeah. it doesn't necessarily capture what the band sounded like at the time. Honestly, mostly inaccurate, you know? Yeah, it just gives a different sort of, like, EQ to it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but people like that, and, you know, people knew this was happening, and they specifically recorded with that in mind. Right, I mean, that's the only option. Yeah, and that's what it sounded like. Yeah. Uh, so... 
you know, of any of these formats, this is the one that's probably the most popular today that's actually a physical format. Is, is it kind... the only popular physical format? Yes, yes, okay. it is. Um, okay. <laughs> which is kind of interesting. Um, is. We'll get to that. People do like that sound. But let's move on to the tape cassette. Yeah, this is my personal favorite for absolutely no reason. You just a extra hipster, huh? Yeah, I'm a super duper hipster. So, first of all, I think tape sounds really good still. It's still analog. Still analog. So... But it's just so cool. It's tiny and like it's the first real portable. Yeah, that is the big thing with tape. It's portable. Yep. I mean, I guess they had like battery powered record players. Yeah. But yeah, you're not bringing that anywhere. It's going to bounce the whole thing. Yeah, let me grab my hiking backpack and (laughs) drag my record player out. But this is a really new thing. Before that, again, radio. You had radio out in the world. (laughs) But now you can pick what music you want to listen to out in the world. And we had, you know cassette players in cars or you had you know walkman that could play cassettes yeah um interesting the cassette still went with the two sides yes they you have to flip it around yeah something we talked about in anatomy of the album uh this is less special i think than flipping a record over but it's still i mean it's less big that's pretty much it well yeah there's something nice about two hand in it you know what i'm saying Mm. wow uh, but yeah, the artist would still have to think about the fact that this is going to stop halfway through mm-hmm. and have to be changed. Yeah. So you can create a nice little moment musically for that, mm-hmm. or you can not say, fuck it. Right. This is probably the last time that that concept has been considered in music. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, um, it's a good concept, dude. It's like an intermission. It was. It was. It's great. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, like you're saying, it's portable. It's smaller too. Yeah. Much, uh, much smaller. If you're moving, you don't have to take boxes of records. Yeah. Now you can just take a box of all your cassettes mm-hmm. and you can fit several hundred mm-hmm. it did lose the whole artistic part of it though i'd True. say you can't the cover art is much smaller liner notes are harder to shove into yeah a, yeah whatever a box yes yeah, set box uh, <laughs> sure yeah uh, i think this really ushered in this era of music as something you take with you and not necessarily something you sit with. Right. So, in, you know, it increases its versatility, but possibly decreases the focus on exactly. it. Exactly. So it's like you went from live shows where you were forced to sit there forever <laughs> uh, to a record where you had to sit and listen in whatever room it was in. You know, yeah. you could do stuff, but you're kind of chained to that room. But now you're free to roam the world mm-hmm. and you can bring a bunch with you. Yeah. You can fit like 20 in your backpack and be like, oh, what the fuck do I want totally to do Totally different. And that's a trend that will continue on until this to day. Exponential to exponential realms. More than anyone could have ever thought, I'm sure. Yeah, dude. I would love to see like George Martin's face oh, if God. he saw what was happening today. Right. Probably twisting over in his grave right now. <laughs> Another thing that uh, Tate brought us that is relevant today, too, is the fact that you could record your own things on tape. So... Whether that be, well, let's break this oh. down. So, on one hand, you could be like, you're listening to the radio, you like this song, you stick your tape into your stereo, and right. you record the song. So, here we're making our first, like, playlists yeah, and mixtapes. Mixtapes. That's where that word comes from, huh? Because you could set up oh, God. music, whatever mix you'd want, on a <sighs> tape. Uh, but that was totally new. You couldn't do that on vinyl. I mean, you could, but no one had all that equipment to do that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. yeah. People. Okay. People have been trying to do shit like that for eternity, and they right. found ways to, right. you know, make little shitty things out of. But now any asshole in their home could do it. Yeah. Anytime they wanted. Yeah. Granted, they'd have like ten seconds of the DJ talking, maybe. But whatever, <laughs> it's part of the charm. Exactly. Um, it also opened up, you know, amateur musicians being able to record. Mm-hmm. 
If that was the first recording thing I ever got, even though it was like way after tapes were relevant. On cas- Wait, what? Really? Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a little like two-track mixer and it recorded to tape. Oh, that's actually tight. It was kind of tight. Did it sound I- good? No. Oh. But, <laughs> I mean, because I had a shitty mic, it was a shitty mixer and I couldn't play for shit. Was it a shitty band? Well, it was just me. Oh. Uh, oh. It was before so, I was yeah. in a band. It was like in middle school or whatever and I would just... You know, but it was cool. I could that is cool. I could double track. Ooh. I could lay ideas down. I had like I don't know, like ten or so tapes full of just ideas and stuff. Dang, and like that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it was super cheap. That is really re- really neat. It got you know, it's it was a you know it was a good introduction to the whole like DIY music scene. People like you know, punk did that a lot too. Yeah, oh yeah, some yeah. asshole punk with their basement cassette. with his like yeah. cassette punk and cassette tapes are very closely mm-hmm, linked mm-hmm. throughout the eighties. But um, yeah. So tapes really opened up a lot. Yeah. Um, there's been somewhat of a reinterest in those in recent years, but I think that's more of a hipster move. Exactly. More than it's else. the people who are too cool for vinyl. Yeah. Going to and it's like like f- me, for instance. It's like fifty cents for a tape. So that's true. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> and they're actually you know, you know, because you can buy whatever other formats you want, but tapes are still fairly ubiquitous. Not nearly as much so as vinyl, but yeah, as yeah. far as physical formats go, yeah, you can you can find them. You can find tapes. All right, and then we enter the digital age. Ooh, what's first in the digital age? The CD. The compact disc. Compact disc. Fits 120 minutes of musical storage. That's so much filler. (laughs) Man, I can just hear all of it right now. (laughs) So that's another thing we've talked about previously, but this was a big change. I'm not sure about the cassette max length. Me neither. A good guess is probably around 45 minutes. An hour, maybe. Maybe. You can let us know, listeners. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, CDs came out at 80 minutes, which... That's a long time. Good news. You could fit some things that previously could not have been fitted into one disc. Like, you don't really need a double vinyl album anymore because chances are they could all fit on one CD. Yep. But, on the other hand, that means that you have a bunch of extra shit on a CD. Yes. That, you, that none of the band ever wants to put on anything, but the record label's like, we have to fill up 120 minutes for this shit, so... Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was really because of them trying to like push the new format or what, because, you know, tape and vinyl were still a thing when this yeah, when yeah, CDs yeah. came out. So you could argue, like, hey, yeah, you could buy that old record, or you could buy this, which has double the amount of music on exactly. it. Exactly. It was a bonus edition of Tommy on here. And it's no, got, like, okay, 38 no. bonus tracks for you to listen to, and it's yeah, great. Yeah, okay, the double CD should not exist. <laughs> I don't think there's been a good one in history. I actually can't even think of one double CD. Well, but not counting ones with, like, extended tracks and everything like right. that. Stadium Arcadium, Red Hot oh, Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah, yeah, a yeah. load of crap. <laughs> well, Ugh. I mean, it's the Chili Peppers. What do you want? Well, it could have been one CD of crap. That's true. Instead, <sighs> it was two. So, yeah, CDs moved us into the digital age we now you're starting to record things digitally as well yeah so on one hand you have a much higher quality than you did previously yeah you can represent huge ranges of frequencies Mm now Mm -hmm. ones you never thought were even there exactly uh again whether that sounds better or not kind of up to the listener like do i really want to hear miles davis in that quality remix (laughs) (laughs) do i want to hear like the drummer breathing on the side you know but you know music made at that time especially when like synthesizers and just computers were being a lot more integrated into music perfect format for that because you're getting the full sound coming out of it yeah you don't have to do any conversion or 
whatever. You just go straight in, record it mm-hmm. digitally, mm-hmm. then you get it out, put it on a CD. Right. It also made the whole process so much easier. Oh, yeah. You have a computer. You can copy-paste. You can delete. You can splice. Uh-huh. And that's another thing. is like recording digitally. There's a story of uh, one of the producers of a couple Who albums who recorded some shit in the 90s as well, did some record producing, and then just was really frustrated about the whole process. Because, you know, back in the day, they would have a band that would lay down some takes. And, you know, laying down more takes back in the days of tape was costly because it cost time Mm -hmm, and, you know, mm -hmm. physical material. But really, it doesn't cost any time to just do one at a time or do one musician at a time or whatever. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it, yeah. But that process really frustrated him. And I think that's partially because he's like a product of that old time where he was so used to it one way. Well, you can hear that, too. It doesn't... A lot of records that come out in that era do not sound like a band in a room. Right. You're missing that. I mean, it's not really like something you can necessarily put your finger on as physical, like, sound, but it doesn't feel like five guys together in one room playing the song together. Yeah. It's just not as... Doesn't have like the tightness or the interplay, I guess. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. hey, does that make it bad? No, I mean, again, it depends on the genre. Like, you know, you look at Jack White as much of like a pompous dick as he is. (laughs) There's a reason he was specifically only recording on vinyl. Yeah. He wanted that sound. He wanted that sound of, you know, three, four or five people in a room playing the song together and using that format to like sort of mold the sound that he was hearing in his head. Yeah. And that's really cool. And then they pressed it on CD and it was ruined. But still, you know, <laughs> the intent behind that's it. That's right. Man, uh, let's actually, I want to do a brief talk about the reverse of that, is when people record digitally oh my and then God. run it back through vinyl. If there's yeah. one thing that pisses me off more than anything else, it's people putting a fucking wave file on a vinyl I record. know, dude. Why? Dude, it doesn't work like that. Uh, what else am I going to hang on my wall? Yeah, I guess. So, like... <laughs> You know, if you record digitally and then run it through vinyl, it doesn't create this magic warmth environment. It does not. Actually, most of the time, it sounds pretty bad. Yeah. Like, now you're just getting the imperfections of the playing device itself. Exactly. Great. That's what I want to hear is the exactly. needle scratching on Ugh. accident Ugh. when I close the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another weird thing about... Well, well, let's actually move into the next one because it ties more into that. Okay. Where that would be downloading music. Yeah, this is like, what I- illegally or through, say, iTunes or whatever when yeah. it first hit. So we just kind of have this age of a lot of music, like everything packed onto a CD as possible. Double CDs. CD quality is pretty high. Quite high. Enter the MP3. Yikes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, Man, the first kilobits per second of, S- or of uh, MP3 files was like, what, 56? It was low. Yeah. But, I mean, they had to be that low because of internet transfer speeds at the time. Very, so, very you know, mm-hmm. this, this is uh, this is my domain. This is where I started really getting to music was yeah, about the time yeah. that... I'd say most of our generation was probably, you know, the first to really embrace this. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man... That's the nostalgia, dude. Is just sitting in front of iTunes or yeah. other other programs mm-hmm. that I uh, didn't use ever, definitely, and just going surfing through their store or like surfing through this horrendous little search box that pops up results with like weird username tags on them. Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah. and then like the track Fucking title would be uh. like Demonoid <laughs> XX Sniper 420 Blaze It. Those are crazy times. <laughs> Those this is the wild crazy. west. This is the wild wild it west. It really was. Yeah. Oh man, it was oh. so much fun. It oh, was god. cool. Um, this in a lot of ways kind of combined everything that came before it because. You could just download a whole CD, 
and you could burn it to a CD. Or, sorry, download a whole album and then burn it to a CD right. and play it in your car or whatever. Or you could just pick the one song you wanted. Now, that ushers in a very strange world. It's it picking does. one song off a CD that wasn't really made in that sense. I mean, obviously, there's singles. But even right. singles had two or three songs exactly. on them. Exactly. Part of it, I think, was a backlash of all these overproduced CDs coming out with 80, tri- with filler, so like 80 yeah. minutes of song, uh, songs on it. And like, well, there's only one good song on this album because they're just trying to like fluff that one up so now i can just buy that one for 99 cents yeah that reminds me of my first cd which was the baja men why they even had a cd in the first place who the fuck who well, knows? to sell cds for yeah, the to sell cds vehicles, exactly so they can make so, a bunch of money you know you gotta figure the music industry kind of should have seen this coming but they never do i guess they never do well the music industry is very reactionary the industry meaning not the artists of course mm-hmm. meaning you know the big suit jackets behind big labels yes um also, this is the first time you could, hear, you could get everything you could ever want, really. It's yeah. somewhere on the internet. Yeah, if you can scour hard enough, yeah. you can find that recording of, uh, what is it, like, Tibetan throat singing you want to find. Sure, sure. I used to go to the CD store all the time with my dad, and it was like, yeah, maybe they could order something for you, but... You know, they had whatever popular was popular at the time. Yeah, and, plus you know, you know the personal rocks, taste, all yeah. that shit. Um, they had your staples and maybe they a little had your bit staples, of the taste. But if yeah. you're getting into something a little off the radar, eh, it gets you're in like a really big city. Chances are you're not going to find that. But now with the internet, all you have to do is use a fucking keyboard, and it comes mm-hmm. up. And back then, about 38 seconds. But you know, <laughs> that's fucking fast, dude. You don't have mm-hmm. to get in your car anymore. This also really changed the way music was marketed. As I remember being a kid when CDs were more popular, and there was like billboards about new albums coming yeah. out. Oh, God, dude. I remember those. Magazines, you know, commercials even. Yeah, TV commercials um, of Aaron Carter on Nickelodeon. There were. There were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that shit. This, they still had a, a bit of that, but, you know, most of it now was like an online marketing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, this was around with every other fucking industry now trying to market online. But yeah. I remember, like, you go into iTunes and they had, like, an ad, like, new release from blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it used it's, to be across a big banner on the top yeah, with little flashy mm-hmm, graphics. Exactly. Totally changed the game on how marketing music works. Yeah. Um, really, it's the beginning of the death of physical music. Of course. I mean, yeah. how can you possibly convete, compete right. with that convenience? Right. Because you can burn it to a CD yourself anyway if you want it to be mm-hmm. portable. Because, you know, mm-hmm. we're talking about the period where, uh, like, an MP3 player wasn't quite ready. Sure, sure. So you can't compete with the convenience of, A, having the utility of having whatever songs you want, and then being able to burn it to a CD anyway. Exactly. So, so what are you supposed to do? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course your musical uh, media is going to die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And somehow it's still sort of hanging on, I guess. I don't know who buys CDs anymore. I don't Besides know. bands who make their own. <laughs> but... Um... <laughs> I haven't bought one in like yeah, eight years. Yeah, you know, people went to vinyl probably because the CD is just a little too close to the digital version at this point. Yeah, it's something you can hold, but there's not really the artwork as big as a vinyl record. Liner notes, I guess. No, not no one really. No really like reads those. And also, at this point, getting a little ahead of ourselves here, but at this point, no one's really making albums so much anymore anyway. Yeah, yeah. We're still a little bit ahead. Yeah. But... Um, it's more, at this point, a collection of songs, I guess I would say. That's a subtle difference, but yeah, I think it it's is. there. No, it's not even that subtle, because like, an album would represent, I would say even like, it's a, it's a show you're trying to put on, or it's an art sure. you're trying to produce. 
This is now geared towards getting the most physical sales possible, not only for your 99 cent sales of your single, but also, you know, you're trying to get people to download your whole collection because you can put a little extra thing on it by having album only tracks or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, I remember this being weird. Uh, this was also about the time I was kind of getting into jazz. And as all of you know, jazz songs are way too long. So Agreed. when you go on iTunes and try to buy like a single song, if it's over like seven minutes or something, they charge you more for yep. it. Oh, or right. it was album only. It's all, that's what I always yeah. thought. It was album only tracks. Yeah. Which for is... jazz, sometimes the entire fucking album is mm-hmm, album only. Mm-hmm. Like, then what the fuck am I even doing here? Yep, it's like $20. Yep. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I could go buy the CD that I will throw out eventually. Yeah, or yeah. I could, you know, <laughs> find the CD through various means. Exactly. Um, however, like you were just bringing up a bit ago... This is where the MP3 player comes into play. Yes. And yeah, sure, initial stage is not super popular, but, you know, around iPod, whatever generation, like third or fourth or something Dude, like no, that. No, the third one is when the people third started one. going ham mm-hmm. on it. Because that's so, when your larger format you started You start fitting yeah. a lot of things on that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now, I remember filling mine and I'd like I'd fill it all the way and I'm like I have to get a new one because I can't fit all the music I want on this anymore I remember in high school we used to just like uh, I was like 15 and we used to have a few friends over and we just like share all our digital media with each other and put it on each other's yeah, iPods yeah, yeah. that was how we got into music that was music. great times yeah it was fun yeah well it's funny too I'm like I'm sitting there with like 30 gigs of music or something like that I'm like mm-hmm. it's not enough I need more space yeah but, you know, back before that in high school, I had one of those little CD holders in my car. Yeah, same. And they held like 10 <laughs> CDs, and that seemed fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know why all of a sudden I needed over 30 gigs of music, but... Well, it's... I think that's the same thing as that happened when, you know, people tried to put a bunch of CDs on... You know, or a bunch of tracks onto a CD. You have this number yep. that you have that's not filled, and therefore you're, some part of your brain just wants to be like, okay, we're, we have... Five gigabytes of music. That's what, like 15 hours, maybe more? Yeah. Uh, much way more, actually. Yeah, what am I talking about? 15 hours of well, music? Well, I only listen flat. So oh, okay. Right, right, right. So it's like 10 minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> you have all the space left, and you'd be like, I actually need to fill that space. There's some compulsion in my brain. It's the same thing right. that happened with CDs previously. That's true. Oh, well, and also as a, like, music enthusiast when i was in high school yeah you had to be the cool one well right? and it was just something about being able to carry around every song you owned in your pocket yeah exactly that is crazy if you think about how many records like the average person had back in the 60s and 70s maybe like a hundred uh, were... like who know like whatever like you can't carry more than like five really without it being weird yeah <laughs> like, but how many albums can i carry in my ipod Dude, it's, it's, it's it, insane. Opened up, it yeah. opened up a whole new world, and we're still feeling the ramifications oh, man. of that. I just remember that one guy at the party who always insisted on playing his music. Oh, like, yeah. You know, always pass terrible. the ox chord, bro. Pass the oh, ox chord. Yeah, man. Good times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does kind of take some of the communal aspects of music out, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's becoming more solitary uh, by the second. Yeah, yeah, I remember, too, even, like, with CDs when I was a kid. Like, if I had friends over or hanging out with a sister oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah, to grab some CDs? Yeah, yeah, and we'd like to be like, which one do you want to listen to? And we'd listen to that whole album. But now it's, uh, you know, jumping ahead a little bit. Now it's on your phone, right. protected by or a pin. Or even before that, just on your iPod. Shuffle. Yeah, that too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the guest works more of the funds out of that, huh? Right. Screw making a mix. Why don't I <laughs> yeah, just right. uh, let the computer do it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, 
Oh no, we're gonna. Well, let's, we'll get into that later. With well, let's go for it. So oh, okay, the, fuck it. Yes, this uh, downloading trend slowly transformed into streaming. Yeah, again, as internet speeds picked up and as the convenience ramped up for mobile devices becoming more popular and more internet connectivity, streaming was really, really inevitable. I think smart people back then should have been able to, like, you know, not the music industry, should have been able to pick up <laughs> on the fact yep, that it was gonna, it was going to happen soon. Yes, definitely. Um, this really is a total game changer compared to Again, anything that's come before. Like probably like, more so. Yeah, honestly. But it just feels like massive changes just have been hitting music since like mid nineties. Right. Well, I guess yeah, I'd say more like the earlier switches were more about either like the quality of the music or the portability of the music. Yeah. I honestly think streaming has just changed how we like interact with music at this point. On every single level. Yes. It's no longer something tangible. It's no longer something people necessarily value as far as, you know, putting money into it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it just sort of like it's almost like people view it as a right that they have. It's a natural right to have all the music you want. Yeah. Which, you know, I think that's good to have that, but but it has, it's it has lasting repercussions. Yeah, everything it has lasting repercussions that we're still trying to navigate. We don't actually know where we're going. No one knows what the fuck is yeah, happening. No one's in the music making any right music at the, uh, money <laughs> at this point. Yeah, well, at least not me. Well, uh, well, I mean, you know, even like what Spotify gets you a fraction of a penny per Dude, stream. I mean, how many horror story articles have you read? Yeah, about? exactly. Like Pharrell's so. happy only like streamed like six shit zillion times. He got like. $8,000 for it. Right, right. So this has really forced artists to find other ways to make music. Uh, Why can't I fucking <laughs> keep these two words separate? So. Yeah, try it again. Come on. This has forced artists to find other ways to make money, money. outside of money. music. Oh. <laughs> got him. Fucking got him. But for real, you have to like, I mean, you have to be a brand. Right. Yeah, you have to build up a social media following. Mm -hmm. You have to have merch. You have to have a personality that people right. can latch onto. You have to, you go have to on the deliver road. content. Yeah, and you know, like uh, the music labels are actually trying to like get into that too right now. It's uh, crazy. Dude, I know. It's such the a only thing that makes world. money. It's such a weird world right now. So streaming has fundamentally changed the way that people that don't create music interact with music. So mm -hmm. I think. Again, that has repercussions on every level. Like, for instance, people don't really turn on music as something they focus on now. Yeah, it's, it's just background. Because it's part of everything, mm -hmm. you, you know? Mm -hmm. It's at the airport. It's uh, They're streaming Spotify at the airport. I heard a fucking Spotify commercial at SeaTac once. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. God. So it just changes everything. No one... It, like you said, it decreases the value of music in everyone's so you know, much, so much. I mean, music is essentially worthless at this point. I think I don't even know if essentially is the word. I think it's literally worthless. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can still say like live music is kicking somewhat in certain genres, but yeah, I mean, it, live music's still kicking for. Uh, it's so hard to even say that though, because even like the largest selling ticket items right now are it's like fucking Van Halen. Yeah, that's they true. They were from nineteen eighty. Yep. God damn it. Yep. Yep. So they're still selling out the White River Amphitheater and like yeah, shit like yeah. that. Or you have festivals where it's DJs playing again, <laughs> MP3s. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, dude, they use flax. Do they? Uh huh. To totally. I can mm. tell the difference, difference. by the yeah. way. No, I am okay. absolutely capable. Cool. Just checking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know. Again, we've even more expanded into the availability of music. Yeah. And also, people p 
putting their music out in the world is so much easier than it's ever been. Yeah, now you were talking about earlier, you said tape, tape made it possible. Yeah. Now it's fucking <laughs> I hit a button on my laptop, like I'm doing right now, recording this fucking podcast. Yeah, exactly. People even just like take their fucking phone recorders out and like do something and put it online. Yeah. And like the world is overrun right now mm-hmm. with so much music you can't find it. Yeah, it, it's it would be impossible. And that's kind of what I wanted to bring up earlier is the way that people are finding music now. So a lot of it, people's discovery of new music is like, let's say Spotify playlists, right? Where it's curated by some guy or a computer, mm-hmm. uh, computer algorithms that try to find you new music. And a lot of them aren't very sophisticated and are remarkably terrible. It is a weird thing. Like I know so many people that like subscribe to all these playlists to find new music. But they don't find any. Well, I mean, that's what I'm wondering. I, I'm not very familiar with this yeah, whole thing. Yeah, me neither. Thing, I don't so find I don't music really like this. I don't really know. Yeah. But I'm wondering, like, you know, some of this must be paid for by labels. Like, let's get my song in there. Oh, yeah. Some of it wow. are probably, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some of it's probably, what you know, whatever guys talking to this other guy. And they're, like, trying to get their own shit out there. How many of them are people actually, like, out there looking through the web for everything? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's all down to marketing again. They just found a different way to do it now, and it seems more authentic, but... Yeah, I guess. I will just give a special shout-out to Pandora. I do think Pandora has a more sophisticated algorithm, but Pandora's fucking more like radio. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You just get to choose what like genre you want to listen to. Yeah, or even more, you can even pick an artist to base it off of. So I do like... It does seem that Pandora has a slightly better algorithm or Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. For finding new music that is relevant to what you were listening to previously right, right. or what you're looking mm-hmm. for. Um, you know, also, this, again, harking back to our anatomy of an album, like, is the album even a thing at this point? Like, we looked at that, like, the like the last 10 years, the top albums. <laughs> and you, wait, you called Ariana Grande this year, I right? did, I did. All right, we're, gonna look, we're just going to have to remember to look we're at that remember later. at some point. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there were albums on the list that apparently were the best-selling but like, were they? How are they counting that at this point? Yeah, how do you? Who's, actually... who's buying CDs or who's, who's buying albums, albums yeah. on iTunes? Streams must go into this at some point. I, but... I don't think so. Well, there's some... no way. I how feel like at some that? point they must be able to do that. But then the yeah, thing, yeah, but no one's gonna like stream a whole album, really, right? I don't know. For the most part. Honest... I don't think so. Would you stream Ariana Grande's album? Uh, fuck no. Of course, who would? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because. <sighs> Uh, I mean, anyone who likes her would just listen to whatever, like, four or five singles she has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her big-ass uh, fucking singles on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's YouTube, too. And there's YouTube. Yeah, we didn't even mention that shit. I we- really think this has, like, led to a shorter attention span for the average music listener. Well, no, that's a that's documented. Mm-hmm. Song lengths have decreased. That's true. And also, song choruses have changed to just be immediately recognizable. That's right. To the point where you could predict what the next word is going to be. Yeah. And that's just to get it in your head as soon as possible so you will immediately go home and stream it. Exactly. It's in me- it's Add it for to those- your fucking playlist. Exactly. That, and that kind of thing is prevalent all along all sorts of media today. Everyone's trying to grab your attention as hard as possible. That's what it's like for a lot of movies that come out. I'm going to name drop Marvel. Fuck you. Uh, so it's things that are built to immediately latch onto your endorphin producers in your brain. It's like a shortcut to uh, short-term memory 
and you know also just trying to build up your emotion your body get an adrenaline spike or whatever mm-hmm, it takes mm-hmm. to get you listening to get you streaming to get you right. posting about it on facebook or whatever i mean obviously this has always been a concern like that's why the single the hit was always such a thing right but that wasn't so much like okay you need to dumb this down as much as possible it was hey we need something catchy that the kids are gonna like now it's like, how can we make a chorus with as few words as possible? Yeah, and how can we scientifically engineer it so it latches in your brain for as long as no. possible think, so yeah. you repeat it to your friends? I was thinking about Katy Perry's song. Because you're hot and you're... I don't know the song. It's cold. Oh, really? You're yes and, and oh, you're... No. Yeah, it's like, it, that's the whole chorus. It wow. like sets you up and then there's a brief pause so you could be like, cold. No. Like, and, and every time it happens in your brain subconsciously, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, I got it. Yeah. Oh my God, I got it. Woo! I'm feeling it now. Mm-hmm. So, the music industry is despicable, <laughs> and I hate it. Yeah, I agree. Man. Spotify has ruined everything. This spot, streaming is yeah. a disaster. And I don't blame them, though. I blame us. Oh, no, no, no. At the it's end of the definitely day. not Spotify's fault. Mm-hmm. It, it was inevitable. Yeah. As soon as music became downloadable over the internet, mm-hmm. it, it was going to happen. Because the popularity of the internet grew unbelievably fast, and with it, it changed everyone's life in ways that no one could expect. But this had to be expected, right? At the time, because the internet was already fucking 10 years old by the time this shit started happening. I mean, I guess it just probably took a while to really catch on. Yeah, and yeah. I guess... I mean, Pandora was out, out for a while before Yeah, Spotify. Pandora's actually quite old, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so people were already getting in that, but... Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's just... Where where does it go? Where do, where do we go? I don't know where we go. We actually... I mean, <laughs> We talked about a similar thing on our classical music episode. It's just like people have all these kinds of voices right now. Where there has to be a consolidation somewhere, right? Like there's too much. There's too much. I don't know what happens. I mean, if you look at, you know, they did some study where like, you know, 10 to 14 year olds or something mostly listen to music on YouTube Mm -hmm. and they only listen to about 30 seconds of it. Yeah. 30 seconds of song. Can you imagine that? I just want listeners right now to picture this in their head. Some 14-year-old kid turns on YouTube, hears 25 seconds of a song, and because, you know, it's scientifically engineered, they've already got the yep. hook out of it, yep. or whatever, then they fucking turn it off and stop. What? Uh, There's probably going to be some pill we could take that just, like, recreates music in our head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a little hit. Yeah, it's like, called Ooh. LSD, dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I feel good now. Great. I don't yeah, even I, need I, to I, listen to music anymore. Yeah, this it's is like awesome. Those fucking, uh, <laughs> it's like those nutrient pills, except for music. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's the next step. <laughs> Calling it now. Yeah. You have Nirvana in a pill. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Any, any companies listening out yeah, there? <laughs> that'd be an interesting format for Nirvana specifically. <laughs> uh, wow, that was dark. I'm sorry. You just shoot yourself in the head after. <laughs> uh, God. Uh, no. Woo! We've gone off the deep end today. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that was our rundown of music formats. But now I kind of want to get a little personal with it. Oh, yeah? So, Jake, when you're listening to music, what formats do you tend to use? Like, all of them. Like, where are you? When are you listening? That kind of thing. Well, luckily, that's a very easy question for me to answer. So, I have basically two modes of listening to music. I have a very organized hard drive full of MP3s. And, I, you know, I rigorously keep it, you know, in separate folders for everything, blah, blah, blah. I metadata tag everything. And then I put it on my phone, I or, you know, as much as I can. And... I stream it, or, or no, that's the wrong word. I play it from my phone to either headphones or my Bluetooth speakers at home, or I play it on Bluetooth in my car. And that's one mode, which is, you know, where I find new music and I put it on my phone, or blah, blah, blah. 
And the other mode is I just listen to radio in my car, like hmm. old fashioned radio, even though it's HD radio now. <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. what I do pretty much. We didn't really talk about radio at all, but what do you what do you find intriguing about radio that makes you listen to it? Oh well, nothing. But <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want to think about. It. You have to listen. Exactly. To it. I just turn it on and something's playing while I'm just driving my 25 minutes to work. I yeah. use the only two stations I listen to. Three stations are uh, classical station. And uh, I listen to the modern hip hop, you know, super mega cuts mm-hmm. station, and then classic rock station. That's interesting. Um, also, radio has predated all these formats, and here yeah. it's still going. Yeah, that is that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's kind of funny, huh? Yeah, I mean, radio is of course immensely useful. Yeah, it's also terrible, but <laughs> <laughs> I I, I kind of like it. I don't know if it's it's just a different mode. Sometimes it's it's like junk food. Sometimes I don't want to like think about what I'm listening to. I just want. Those like yeah, you want goldfish. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, time to turn on Huey mm-hmm. Lewis on the news. And, yeah, that's or in the news mm-hmm. and the news. So that band sucks. I'd rather listen to the news. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, what about you? What do you? Uh, uh, what do you listen to music? I know you still got some vinyl. Yeah, when I'm at home, I pretty much exclusively listen to vinyl because I'm a hipster fuck. Yeah, you are. Uh, you but... even have bleach blonde hair. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Oh, nothing. Definitely nothing. <laughs> All right. Um... But I do really enjoy the ritual of selecting a large piece of cardboard and taking this disc out of it and putting it on and flipping it after half of it's done. I don't know. I can totally relate. It it really does force me to immerse more in the music. Yeah. And even if it's sort of like a background thing, I, I do listen to it a lot more intently. Because it's already an investment. Mm-hmm. Not even monetarily, right? It's, yeah. You literally spent the, what, 38 seconds right. it well, takes to get off your chair. You're and physically put... connecting with it. Yeah, yeah. It's not just some airwaves or some, you know, internet mm-hmm. data mm-hmm. cap bytes or whatever right. the fuck. Uh, it's literally something you actually have to pick up and move yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, you know, for me, it's still my favorite way to listen to music. Yeah. However, not practical at all in mm-hmm. most situations. So, right. when I'm in my car... Uh, back in the days when I was, uh, downloading a lot of music, exclusively from the iTunes store, of course. Right. Uh, I downloaded a lot. I have so much fucking music. It's, I don't I've even, seen your hard drive. Yeah. I don't even know what most of it is. So <laughs> what I've done at this point is I put 10 or so albums on my phone. Oh yeah. We didn't talk about that. How the mp3 player just transformed into your phone that can play music yeah i mean that's pretty much all you have to say uh, smartphones yeah, are another right? fucking yeah, whole man. universe yeah, of yeah. shit but anyway so i put like 10 albums on there just kind of rock that shit for a month or so then put another 10 on just yeah because i'm trying to get through it and like there's also a lot of albums that i listened to when i was in high school I haven't heard in forever and that's mm-hmm. like kind of a nice to revisit those so yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much what i do now yeah yeah it's just a good way to get through a lot of music that you like or need to like Figure figure out if you like, and, yeah. You know, keep or, it keep you know, it spinning, whatever, keep it in yeah. the your head, you know. Um, and then, embarrassingly, I will say, oh, if I boy. have to like listen to a specific song, whether I like learning it or trying to just listen to it because I think I like it, would be YouTube. Yep, got him. Yep, because um, I don't want to pay for <clears throat> Spotify. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's really the reason. I yeah, use Spotify all the time when I teach, but <laughs> I do I refuse to pay for it. Man. That's a bummer. Can't even pay $10 a month. Why should I? <laughs> yeah, it's fair because music's <laughs> fucking free on YouTube, dude. Oh, it is. And no one's like no one's getting supported off of this besides fucking Spotify. And they're like bankrupt anyway. So <laughs> what does it even dude, matter? I actually saw this article. I didn't read it because I'm a hack. But it's all about how Spotify like saved the music industry. Oh, my God. I don't know. 
Okay, so the music industry wasn't probably that healthy beforehand during the digital download era. But, like, Spotify hasn't saved it. It is completely... It's like Frankenstein it. Yeah, it is exactly That's like actually that. more of a fitting metaphor than I thought it was at first. Yeah, Because, definitely. you know, Frankenstein was essentially a dead large thing, right? I don't. Yeah. I didn't read that book. Fuck. <laughs> I'm getting exposed You don't read right anything, now. do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, because Frankenstein was the doctor. Yeah. Right. But yeah. anyway, I mean, like, yeah, it basically took this failing model, revamped it. People started listening to it again, but the model's still failing. No one's yeah. making money off of this. Yeah. It's alive! <laughs> Except not really. <laughs> okay, I think that's going to wrap us up for today. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good stopping but point. But yes, dear listeners, how do you listen to music? What Pl- do you think will happen next? Please let us know in the comments below when this music, or when this podcast releases, like, what, fucking eight weeks from now or some shit. That will be today for you. It'll probably be New Year's by the time this shit releases. Yeah. Well, Happy New Year. That's right. Uh, been listening to anything lately? Uh, yeah, actually. I have I have two good ones for you. Let's hear it. Okay, so I have one good one and one <laughs> really, really, really bad one that I love beyond all reason. So the good one is uh, possibly, I think, an underrated composer of the Romantic era. Yeah, here we go. Johann Strauss Jr. Really? Yeah. He's fucking awesome. Okay, so he's a hoke, right? He writes giant hokey melodies and like stupid romantic shit. But it's fucking dope! Okay. I mean, it's it's I'll, really I'll solid and like I would say underrated as far as, you know, nuance and detail goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Strauss and uh specifically the Deflator Mouse Overture. Ooh. Yeah. Um please don't fucking hang me for my pronunciation. Mm-hmm. But the bad one oh god is really bad. Like really really bad. But it's so good. I don't know what I love about it. So I think it's called a hip hopera, and it's uh, trapped in the closet by R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, dude, I fucking love trapped in the closet. I will never know why. It's just like it's so good. It's got this little two bar vamp that's like the entire fucking thing, right? And then it just every episode just builds up in tension all the way to the end, and the stupidest fucking plot I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so I will say this is compelling. relevant to this discussion because I cannot think of any other piece of music that was specifically made for YouTube. I know. Exactly. This was built for the digital video audience. That's crazy. And it's... <laughs> uh, have you actually watched the whole thing? Brief story. Uh, I had to... Uh, I was going with a band to Atlanta and our flight left at fucking like five in the morning or some abysmal horrible shit. So... Me and the bass player stayed up all night. He came over to my house. And at one in the morning, we're, like, starting to struggle to stay awake. And then we have the idea to turn on all 37 episodes of Trapped in the Closet. I actually made that number up. I'm pretty sure there's, like, 33. But so each one's about four to five minutes long. And we watched all of it. We watched all of it. We, We wanted to fucking kill ourselves. But, like, we watched every episode of Trapped in the Closet. So, yes, I have. <laughs> Any questions, my dude? Nope. None for me. Didn't think so. Uh, how about you? You've been listening to anything hopefully better than that shit? Well, not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> been kind of stuck on this album. My, again, pronunciation, no fucking clue. Right, here we go. Alex Makacek. Makacek. Sure. So, I think he's Austrian. Uh, this album is called Sick. Parentheses, S-I-C. Okay. Weird. 
whatever. Um, <laughs> he's a guitar player. It's sort of fusion Zappa. Okay. It's like player pretty angular lines, really weird, but then goes into these like smooth melodies, and he has a lot of uh, fucking marimba doubling and shit like that. Yeah. Okay. It's really weird. It's not necessarily that good, but I, for some reason I've been listening to it a lot. <laughs> There's one song that has lyrics, and it's terrible. Uh, I'm really selling this. I know. Yeah. But loving it. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. It's just so weird that I'm like, okay, you're actually saying something different. Like, you're taking this pretty tired genre at this point. And oh, yeah, dude. Sort of having your own voice on it, and that's pretty cool. That is cool. So, you know, check him out if you want to maybe listen to something good for 45 seconds or something. <laughs> and you said it was SIC in parentheses? Yeah. So that's like a term in, like, newspapers when... Right. Yeah, when something is as someone originally said it. So yeah. un- basically unedited. They'll use it if, like, someone typed a fucking right, typo. Right, right, Like, if you post any Trump tweet ever on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a news journal, they'll exactly. sick after it. Exactly. So, so His idea is, like, it's unedited, straight, fil- unfiltered, yeah, my it's, voice. It's, yeah. uh, it's odd. It's odd. <laughs> it's odd. I don't necessarily totally recommend it, but it's maybe worth a listen. Nice. Uh, you got any rants for us or what? Um, you know, I was ready to have a rant because I had an Amazon gig this week. But then? Well, actually, I had, oh. t- I had, I had two Amazon gigs. Oh, nice. One I will rant about. Okay. One was outside. And at the time of that gig, it was mid-October and getting very cold. And it was in the <laughs> shade. And they didn't. They had a uh, portable speaker. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. the entire setup. So me and the singer plugged straight into that. And that was our sound. Fuck yeah. And we were playing for like a farmer's market kind of thing. <laughs> but it was it was many, many feet away from us. So no one actually... Did anyone get within 30 feet of you? No. Okay. No. So we did that for an hour in the freezing cold. And then I went back next week <laughs> to play some more. But this one was inside. And these are also usually that terrible. But for some reason, people were just like friendly that day. Not super socially awkward, and actually, we're like people who worked at Amazon. I know they came up and like talked to us and like took pictures and stuff. It was really, really weird. Damn, someone even tipped us all five dollars because I know they're not making a lot there. No, so no, no, no. Amazon was... pay workers are actually severely underpaid, exactly. So, but that was nice. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> um, I mean, the only rant I really have is tomorrow, as of when we're recording this, or no, sorry, Thursday, two days from now. I have to get up at 3.45 a.m. to get on a flight. And uh, that fucking sucks. Where are you going? I'm going to, uh, flying into Sacramento, renting a car, and driving two hours north. That seems like a bad idea. Yeah, it does. And it's like a Thursday gig, so what the fuck is it? What are you playing at? I I don't know. It's something, it might be a private event, so it might be whatever. But like, it just sucks. (laughs) And I have to travel with, like, two keyboards and a keyboard stand. Ugh. Okay. This is going to be my rant. Flying. The fucking airport gives me such stress, rage, anger. I, it's like... I don't know how edgy I want to get with this, but, like, man... Sometimes you feel like... The fucking... The, the motherfuckers' reasons for 9-11, it was because they oh, went to an airport. Because okay. <laughs> they had fucking flew on an airport and any airplane at any time in their life. It was like, God, this fucking sucks. So soon after 9-11, Jake. Yeah, 18 mm. years later. But, but, like, man, it's just so horrible. Like, people just standing around like idiots 
forever. And then, like, they all rushed to get on the plane first. It's like, you're just going to be sitting there anyway. Just fucking chill out. I don't understand. And then, of course, planes board in the worst way imaginable. Like, fucking... Uh, there's so many things and then the way they treat music music instruments on the plane mm. it's unbelievable and I, have you ever seen like a luggage handler before like lug, yeah, yeah. load luggage onto the conveyor belt it's embarrassing like I mean, they fucking launch it you think they give a fuck no I of course not they're getting paid like $15 an yeah, hour yeah. and uh, their job sucks penis I wouldn't want that job ever in my life man can you give me a fucking break here? That thing's two grand. <laughs> You're throwing two grand onto the conveyor belt. Yeah, I'm like, and then the TSA and opens my case up and inspects it, and then they move all the foam around so my keyboard is no longer actually protected anymore. Oh, I've had so many heard so many horror stories about like guitar players like putting their pedal boards through and then just totally tearing the pedal boards apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you have to like reroute yeah, it. They all they got that like shit. professionally done and shit too. Oh, it's like, God, yeah. fuck, yeah. Fucking TSA, and they leave the little sticker in there, or the little pamphlet that says, we're not actually liable for anything we just did to your thing. We say so, because we're actually the government. Hey! Well, I think there was, um, there's this one musician, the bass player from Mars Volta, I forget his name. Uh, he's this big proponent of, like, how much flying sucks. And I guess there's some law that says you're allowed to take your instrument on... Uh, on board, like oh. guitar, bass, not yeah, yeah. by keyboards. No, but... well, not keyboards are actually too big, but I know yeah. this law very well. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it has to do with the space left in the overhead bins, unfortunately. Mm. So if you actually board last, like I tend to do because I just sit in the fucking terminal, because why? Uh, they'll actually force you to gate check it. Well, it's maybe not... you should board first. The... I just hate it so much. Well, some airplanes have closets on them that I've seen people well, put yeah, instruments on. That's true, but you know, it depends on whether the flight attendants are cool or not. Yeah. I remember one time I was flying in this flight attendant... Uh, we, uh, this trumpet player, a good friend of mine, got into a fight with her because really? we had. I was playing trombone for that gig, and we were like, "Can we just not check it? Are you serious? Like, there's a closet right there. We see. It's like that's for our stuff only, or whatever." Oh, Jesus. And then uh, eventually, after we were like really annoyed with her, we brought up that law, and then they were right about it. So it's like kind of annoying. Uh... But then she's like, "If they're gonna cause this much trouble, I don't want them on our flight, on my Whoa. flight." I'm like. Bitch, you're working a fucking flight attendant job. You can't be like telling this is your flight. I'm sorry, do you fly this plane? Do you own this plane? No, you're fucking serving drinks to the people. Uh, Yikes. And Okay, yeah. I don't want them on my flight. Like, lady, we we want our instruments to be in one piece on the other side. Is that really a problem? Because the trumpet player had a soft case for his trumpet. Because his trumpet's like... Right, that should not be an not issue at large. all. Yeah, yeah. Trombone, I guess. But... Yeah, my trombone had a nice case, so I'm not too worried mm. about it. It was just... So... So irritating. Fuck so, flying. Yeah, flying sucks and I want to die. Yeah. <laughs> um, with that, I think we're done with this episode. So yep. now we're going to go end our own lives. <laughs> See you on the other side, folks. Woo!